remember a friend of mine asking me, why are you dressed like that? So I sat there uncomfortable in this event as people bid everywhere around me. This one calling one hundred, the other one two hundred and people cheering all over the place as the beads went up and up. I was at my friend's uh, pre-wedding. This was her pre-wedding. It was two weeks before the actual wedding and I sat there inappropriately dressed for the simple reason that I had been going for a date not to her pre-wedding. I also had exactly 50 shillings in my pocket and everyone kept upping their bids to over thousands of shillings. So I sat there staring, hoping that it would be over. In pure madras rage that I had to endure this. For better or for worse, I would end up being the DJ at their wedding by accident again. But on that day, I sat there and I wondered way later, should I, should I just break up with this guy? Because what is this? I can't be seated at someone's pre-wedding looking like this. But in case you're new here, I am Elizabeth. They call me Lisa, Lisa Medler. This is the What If Adventure. And here we talk about Christianity and relationships and the intersection of that. Trying to understand where Christianity meets with relationships, mostly romantic relationships. And today we are talking about discernment in relationships, romantic relationships. At the heart of it, we must ask ourselves, what is this discernment business? And discernment, simply put, is to tell the difference between this and this, if a fruit is ripe or not, if the way to go is left or right. And in Christian culture, discernment means to tell whether something is of God or it is your flesh or it is the devil. And in relationships, we will find ourselves doing this at the beginning. A lot of times, most people do it at the beginning because we are taught to do so. You're discerning, should I move forward with this relationship? Should I get into it in the first place? Or is it not a good idea? Should I go out on a date with them or not? The signs that I am seeing, is it just because I want to be pleased or because I want to get into it? And today, we talk about the steps to take when you're discerning. Training yourself to be discerning. If that is such a thing, because we know discernment, according to First Corinthians chapter 12 is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But as with all other gifts, you have to to be trained up in the way that you should go. In them, once the gift has been given, you grow in it. And so for discernment, you'll find that the first step is A, to acknowledge that you want to do God's will. Because discernment is pointless and may not even happen if you're not committed to knowing God's will. If you're not committed to going the way God wants you to go, then it there is really no point to you even knowing that this is the way that God wants you to go. It is pointless. And in many cases, you will find, especially when you're starting out, God will not show you that way because you're not even interested in going the way that he's showing you. It would only lead you to offending the Holy Spirit if you know the way and you do not walk in it. So first step is to be committed that no matter what, I am doing God's will. Step number two is laying down your heart and saying, between these two, I do not have a favorite. I know I like this guy, but if it is not God's will, I'm good with it. And I find that this step is very key in setting your heart to obey faster. Setting your mind to obey faster, where you lay both options down. You know the way Abraham lays down his son, 
He lays down his hand and is like, you take up this one. You lay both options down, whether you want to go that way or they do not. If you are in an argument and you have argued and you are sure you are right, or you have not even argued, you're just considering starting this argument and you're trying to discern, would it be God's will for me to say something or not? You lay it down and say, either way, I'm okay with even shutting up so that God can move, can act in that area instead of me saying something and spoiling everything. Even if you know you're right, even if you know you have a grievance, laying that option down and saying, okay, I'm laying this down for you, God, you deal with it the way that you would want to. If it is me saying something, give me the words to say it. If it is not saying something, I am also okay with it because I know it is in your hands. And in a way, in discernment, there's a lot of trust. It exercises your trust. The same with every other gift. If it is wisdom, knowledge, faith, understanding, working miracles, prophecy, healing of the sick, and speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues and even discernment, they all require a level of trust to operate in. And then when you've laid down both options, if they are only two, then we move on to the next step. After you've laid down your options and you are sure that you're trusting God for this, then the next step is to listen. Just listen to what God has to say. Keep your heart open, keep your mind open to hear from God and his direction, whichever way he chooses to do it. We all know of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17. When he's on the mountain, after he's run away from Jezebel, who has vowed that if this day ends, when I have not slaughtered you the way you slaughtered the prophets of Baal on the mountain, for sure, for sure, if this day ends, then aki kuna mungu kwa Aki who, by those gods that you have decided to make suffer, ha, I shall come for your head. So Elijah runs away. You know the story. But in the end, God says that he will reveal himself to Elijah. Mwamia stand at the entrance of the cave, which is very significant in itself. Stand at the entrance of the cave. Do not hide inside where it is dark. Stand at the entrance of the cave. Be ready. Expect me in the light that I will come. And he comes in every different format. And Elijah discerns God is not in that. Okay, God does not come in different forms, but there's an earthquake, there is a strong wind, there is another thing that I forget, and then now the still small voice. Now God can choose to reveal himself whichever way he chooses. We know that for Abraham, there was the fire that passed between the sacrifices. In the temple, there was this dark cloud that came over the Holy of Holies, so that even the priests could not go in to carry out the sacrifices during the time of Solomon, I think. We have seen him come as the burning bush. Everywhere we have seen the dove come down when Jesus was being baptized. We have heard voice from the cloud. Any God is not limited in the way that he can speak. At the same time, when we are sure that it is God who has spoken, then we must remember that it has to align with the Bible. Let not someone from somewhere in the middle of nowhere come tell you that you need to have sex with someone. It does not align with the Bible. Let someone from nowhere come and tell you that you should get into a relationship with someone who's not Christian. It does not honor God. And we know the rules of discernment. I don't know if they are actual rules or I picked them up as they went along through life. But the rules are, I think, for the first one 
it should be confirmed in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The second one, it should not be something new. It should have a history in the church, even if it is a distant history. We know for a fact before the church started championing for the ending of slavery, someone like Martin Luther had already mentioned it, even if it was in passing, about 300 years before. It is not something new. I think even Tertullian had mentioned it back in the first century. It is not something new in the church. So that no one will wake up tomorrow and tell you that someone has to dream up a spouse for you. It is something very new and very strange. We do not see it in the Bible either in the Old or the New Testament. And we do not see it in the history of the church. So they are coming up with something new. And third, it should not contradict the Bible. Pretty simple. You know, the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So that if you're telling your friend that your spouse did X and X, or your friend did X and Y, your boyfriend or significant other, whoever you're in a talking stage with, these stages have become many. I am unable to keep track. There is a flirtation ship, there is a situation ship, there is a talking stage, there is a dating, there is things are many. Guy, where? Anyway, if someone is telling you that you should go and give them a piece of your mind, you know that that is not God. Because the Bible already says that a soft answer turns away wrath. You, if you go there shouting, you do not turn away wrath. Instead, you kindle it. Where there is a whisperer, then a quarrel is inflamed. You do not want someone else to be a whisperer for your relationship. And when you have discerned that this is the way that God wants me to go, then walk in it. It is dangerous to know that this is the way to go and not go in it. Because that is direct disobedience. And it is also despising the instruction of the Lord. And then you are offending the Holy Spirit. Because he is the one who gives discernment. He's the one who gives direction. He's the one who tells you this is the way walk in it. He's the one who lights up the path for you to walk in. He's the one who reveals truth. That is what Jesus says. In John chapter 17, he gives us that he will give us the Holy Spirit to do that. That he may show us and remind us of the truth. If you refuse to do what you have discerned to be true, if you refuse to confront that person after you have known that God has opened the way for you to confront them, then you are living in direct rebellion. The difference between you, Adam and Eve, is that they confessed. And so yes. Discernment helps us make decisions in our relationships, in our day-to-day lives with confidence, with trust, knowing that it is God-breathed and it gives God glory. But it's also a gift of the Holy Spirit and is very dangerous to play around with. But that does not mean that we should be scared to walk in it because God is the giver of good gifts. James tells us that every good gift comes from God who is there father of lights and because it is a good gift let's also learn to steward it well sawa sawa i hope this helps i hope this enriches your relationship whether you are in any stage of relationship as many as they have become nowadays as long as it is god honoring let's be discerning discern 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 every step of the way walk with christ every step of the way so that it will be god breathed and god honoring See you next time and goodbye. Love having you around. You're a treasure.